What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, we got a crew here. We got CB Gold is back. Uh, we got Ween Dog is here. Yo. I think we got Hakeem Dawado coming on. Uh, Dawadu, a uh, great fighter, uh, 13 and 1. I, th- I think the guy's the, the, the future on MMA. Um, so excited about that. I want to talk about the fights coming up. But first, I want to talk about DraftKings. Sure. UFC 249 was great. Okay, that's great, but that's just the beginning, all right? This Saturday night, UFC 250 is starting off the June sports calendar with a bang. I can't wait. This is actually a fight fans fight card, okay? Top to bottom, it's pretty stacked. People are sleeping on this card. It's actually an amazing card, and the fighters are eager to get into the octagon, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you to the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. How cool is that? If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. It's very easy. Even Ween Dog and, uh, and uh, CB can do it. It's that easy. And these guys can't do anything. You just pick six <laughs> fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. No better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. Because nothing makes a UFC event more exciting than when you have skin in the game. With DraftKings, it's a lot more fun when you're making money. Trust me. And for a limited time, DraftKings is offering both new and existing users a deposit bonus of up to $500. They're taking care of you guys. Okay? Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. How cool is that? It's only at DraftKings. There's a minimum $5 deposit required. Uh, deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay? It's going to be awesome. Now, let's talk about the elephant in the room of this week. Uh, <laughs> no, not Roy Nelson. Uh, listen, uh, I live in LA, and it's been, it's been crazy. It's been crazy everywhere. Um, when it's, when it's literally down your block, it's even more, I mean, gunshots I'm hearing all night long. You're in West uh, Hollywood too, dude. You're like in the heart of all the action. Dude, they hit every store on Fairfax, except for the dime. Like we can't even get looters to come to the dime. That's, that's <laughs> how bad they were like, no, we don't want bad jokes. They actually left the dime. I mean, all right. First, it's not just the, the, the main problem. Okay. Is police brutality. Okay. Let's, let's obviously there's terrible cops out there most are great cops, okay? Most are good, if not great cops. Most of the cops that I know are, are, are great people. I have a lot of childhood friends that are police officers, and they're awesome. Like, in every, you know, there's always going to be dickheads and asshole people in every job, and unfortunately, when it's asshole cops, it really is, it, it just, it, it affects the whole, the whole world, and, it's, and it, we got to get better cops, and I think we, get, we need to get cops better paid so more people come out to actually become cops. Problems, I think, with sometimes with teachers and cops is that they pay so low, people don't want to do it. And they have to get second jobs or third jobs. And those are two very important jobs in our society, or teachers and police officers, okay? And we, you know, we got to take care of them. Um, but so what happened, okay, uh, is awful, okay? 
awful. Okay, what happened was awful to uh, to, to George Floyd. Obviously, horrible. Now, I feel like there's just two types of there's protesters, people out there making their name, uh, ma- making themselves heard, going out there peacefully protesting. Even you know, there's there's dancing, and people are just people are, are getting their point across. That's beautiful. That's what we want. That's change. Then there's fucking looters and people that are just setting fires to shit. And I, I, I drove down the Fairfax last week. It was, it was horrible at people's, people's, people's stores, just fucking done. Uh, and people are, and then people are saying, well, that's not the point. You know, don't focus on that. You can focus on a lot of things at once. I have ADHD. I can focus on fucking everything. All right. Okay. I, I can focus on a lot of shit and it's not, it's not a competition of, well, I, you know, I'm upset about this, but I'm not as upset about that. It's, it's, it's horrible across the board. And when John Jones is going out there, like there was a video of him confiscating spray paint from when John Jones is like, your actions is fucking is fucked up. Th- then it's, this things are bad. When John Jones is like, your behavior is deplorable. That's not good. All right. Chuck and, was doing it now too. Well, what, what was yeah, that? Honey. Chuck Liddell's doing it in Huntington right now, too, yeah. And, and good for those guys because those are – I mean, those are legit tough guys. I mean, what's going on right now – I mean, people are looting, like, like they're setting fire to AutoZone, like Target, uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Some lady actually walked out with a cheesecake. And I heard Can I play legend, dude? Did you, did you see my tweet or anything about that cheesecake? No. Okay, so you know my wife used to work for Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Okay, so the cheesecake she stole that she just didn't check on the way out is actually plastic or wax. It's not the real one. So she stole a fake cheesecake. That, that, yes, that's, what, that's like the greatest part of the whole thing. First of all, let's actually, I actually want to talk about, because we could, we could share the screen on that. Hold on, let me see. Uh, let's see if I, if I can. And I saw like the super nerdy looking dude at Target stealing Legos. Yeah, there was a guy stealing Legos. Yeah, Legos are expensive. They are fucking expensive. Legos are expensive. But these protests, Debra, and it sounds like from your experience, you see some. Okay, hold on. So, all right, I'm going to try to share the screen. Uh, all right, share screen. Um, here we go. And uh, anyway, there's a well, whatever. I don't. So I don't want to take away. Yeah, this woman actually had a cheesecake, and the lady was like, "Oh, she's walking away with a cheesecake. I don't know where she got that." Like she, the lady from CNN said, the, "The lady walking out of the cheesecake factory with a cheesecake. Where did she get that?" Like, how are you a reporter? I mean, it's in the fucking name. Like, what? Did, what are did, you doing? Did you actually notice that the reporters and the newscasters, everybody that was covering it for the last, like, three, four days, they were screwing up so badly because they just, they were on for, like, 14 hours at a time and didn't know what the hell was going to happen. It was just, like, they didn't even know what to say. And the guy's, like, the one dude was sweating, like, profusely. And I'm like, yeah, you've been there for the last day and a half. Not only that, but, like, what they'll have sometimes on, like, Spectrum News, my local news, they'll have a guy who – they'll have, a, like, a, a professor of social justice, and, and he'll be talking. But then they have separate on the screen people looting. So the guy is like, you know, right now, we, you know, these people, we just want justice and we just want equality. I'm like, uh, that guy wants Nikes. Uh, he's walking around with Nikes. I mean, yes, he probably wants those other things too, but it's just not matching up with what they're saying. Um, and I've never just, seen uh, more shoeboxes. I've never seen more empty shoeboxes in my life than on the on the news. Some guy, some guy, walked out with, some guy walked out with a big uh, mattress and then put it on his car. He was driving home with a mattress. And, and, and it, look, it's not – and by the way, listen, 
<laughs> it's, like, it's like all it's kinds of funny. It's, it's all kinds of it is really some of it is actually funny like batman showed up to one of them a guy dressed up as batman <laughs> in Philadelphia, and people were cheering for him um my favorite, if, my favorite the whole thing was they the ones that showed up right outside the store like a dude would walk out with his friend and be like we just got a 70 inch tv and they're like nope and they grab it throw it in the car and they just take off they didn't even go inside i'm dude, like what that we're looting looters there's all kinds of different factions going on right now. And that's also what's confusing, right? So, yeah, I mean, they, they like, the kid, the high school kids that are looting Hot Topic, I, I mean, okay. Yes, in, people, in Long like, Beach. Hot, like, what, like, Emo <laughs> Lives Matter? Like, is, is this what we're doing? Hot Topic? And then Dude. other people are walking around with surfboards. They're going into, like, those people, first of all, where are those kids' parents? Because it's, it's teenagers doing that. I mean, yeah. if you look at them, it's teenagers. And... If your teenager is coming home from Pottery Barn, that you know he doesn't shop at Pottery Barn, and he, and he comes home with, like, succulents and candles and fucking throws, and, and you look on the news and people are looting Pottery Barn, as a parent, you gotta, it's your responsibility to either return the items or really talk to the kids and be like, what are you doing? Like, it's, just, it's across the board, all kinds of issues. Number one, school's out, so that's a problem. People have so much free time. They have pent-up aggression they're not playing there's probably like up for two months i mean there's all kinds of issues of like there's no pride in paying for anything anymore of actually earning shit it's just it's all but then it's so confusing because on one news they're like saying oh it's it's white supremacists and it's the boogalow boys or something right they're the ones starting the riots in minnesota okay then okay you look and it's like antifa Okay, so is it Antifa or is it? Because it seems more like it's a, when I'm watching the videos, it seems more Antifa is, is starting the fires, and it's this guy's dressed in all black. But then there was a guy that walked in with uh, he started the the fires over at AutoZone. He had like Inspector Gadget and like RoboCop. The guy that had a you know what I'm talking about? It's a guy had a hammer and an umbrella and just starts breaking everything. Like, where the fuck did that? I thought he was going to just fly off like fucking, like, like Mary Poppins with his fucking umbrella. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I, and then you got people that are advocating for more police brutality. Like, it's gotten so bad where, like, Hector Lombard, the cops are going around throwing people in New York, throwing people out of the way and just fucking, like, taking force. And Hector Lombard's like, thank God this is happening. So it's actually <laughs> having, the, it's having the opposite effect. Of, of what this whole cause is. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's not. Then, then you got irresponsible celebrities, right? You got people like Seth Rogen and Justin Chrissy Kinsley, Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. That are saying they're going to bail out the protesters. First of all, you have to, and I even said something to Chrissy Teigen, which she didn't respond, of course, but you have to like differentiate protesters versus violent rioters and looters, okay? Because I don't think it's peaceful protesters that are getting arrested. Maybe, yes, there are probably some, probably some, but they're bailing out, they're bailing out these fucking looters. Are you crazy? Like these are the people you want to bail out? People going around setting fucking fires on, on cop cars and, and burning down people's stores and punching people and kicking people and it's, it's nuts. Then you had that mm. guy that got the shipping out of Mandalas the guy trying to protect his, his 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 store. That was sad. The guy had a sword. Like who the like? Why are you? 
breaking, what are you, Zorro? Like, like why are you taking a sword out to protect your store? Like, go in the fucking store and lock it or get the fuck out a sword? And then, and then, but then they beat the living shit out of the guy. Also, <laughs> fuck it. It's just, it's wrong on all. Everything's wrong. Did Did you see? Uh, did you see the multimillionaire, which doesn't make sense? Fucking Jake Paul was looting. Yeah, that fucking. What ass. are you looting for? What the fuck do you need to steal? You're making me become a fan of Dylan Dennis. That's how fucking that I is. That's how serious the situation is. I'm also, now a Dylan Danis fan because I wanted to fuck up Jake Paul. Like, seriously. Supposedly, supposedly John Cusack got beat up by the cops. Is that true? I will, Hold Oops, on. So. Back to the person Jake Paul. I said to Dylan Danis, you know what to do. And he, he tweeted out, scumbag Jake Paul uses this as an opportunity. So me and Dylan are actually – and I was mad at – I'm not mad at Dylan. I like Dylan. I think he's funny. There's a place for him. But it's just – uh. It's just crazy. I mean, what's going on is just they, people have to stop looting, stop tearing down people's stores, stop burning shit. It's having the opposite effect, and uh, it, it's it's not it, it's not good. I mean, it's it, it, there was the guy named Malcolm Flex. See this guy? Yeah, Malcolm Flex. He, he's this huge black dude from uh, from Alabama, huge Republican conservative that was like Antifa. You come here. I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> He's like, we don't fucking want you. He cut the best promo I've seen. Dude. Well, I mean, hell yeah, dude. And at one of the rallies, there was like seven witches together. You see, the, there was witches. Say and well. I said, like, all my exes showed up. That <laughs> This is becoming normal. Like, people in witch costumes, and they were peacefully protesting. Then I drove by someone's store, some guy that was a psychic. The guy was a psychic. And his door was fucking shattered, but he should have seen it coming, right? I mean, oh, how does he not know? <laughs> how does that guy not board up? To, I mean, it's just another guy had a bow and arrow in Portland. So that guy. I saw that shit. <laughs> fucking Davy Crockett fucking goes out there with a bow and arrow and gets the shit beaten out of him. Like, By like a hundred people. <laughs> but that guy was, why do you have a bow and arrow? Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm also, and I, I respect this woman for doing it, but did you see, like, the teenage girl that was in front of REI in Santa Monica and was like, yeah. nobody's looting here, and, like, nine dudes just chucked her across the street? I said, <laughs> it's, the problem is, look, I think across the board, it's not white people looting, it's black people. A lot, everyone's looting. Every, every, so the videos that I've seen, it's lots of different cultures loot, looting, Okay. And, uh, and it's funny that like, not funny, but you see white people are, are like looting Hot Topic and black people are, seem to be looting Adidas and nobody's looting Skechers. Okay. But it just seems like a lot of people are, are, are looting. That's, that's a whole separate thing. Um, still bad and serious. People starting fires seems to be Antifa. If I had to put my thing, it seems like Antifa are the ones that are, although they said they, they arrested some white supremacists that had Nazi signs on them or, or Nazi tattoos in Minnesota. It does seem like Antifa Tifa is the one that's, I don't know. Isn't it crazy, that. dude, how just a couple of weeks ago we had Republicans and conservatives, pro, uh, conservatives protesting the lockdown, the government lockdown, and they're getting so much shit from the media. And now, two weeks later, there's hordes and hordes of people protesting Black Lives Matter, and the media is like, oh, this is just a nice, peaceful protest. There's a wrong with this the well, coronavirus I mean, has gone completely I out i guess the they stormed the capitol with like ak-47s which still I, there might have been better ways to do it you know that still wasn't right and we, we love to say well how come this didn't happen or you know this is how come this is bad and and this is better than this 
can we just all say that all this shit is fucked up? Is it, yeah. That cool. none, of it, none of it is right? None of it is right? I mean, can we just say that none of it is right? Dude, uh, I've got to be honest with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now. I, my mom was heading up to her mammoth house this morning because she wanted to go check on it and get the hell out of L.A. for a few days. And I sent my wife with her because there are people talking about coming over the hill now. And CVS down the street from me is getting looted right now. So I sent my wife up to Mammoth for the week and I'm just like holding fort in my apartment, like waiting for some moron to show up. Like this isn't, this isn't normal. This isn't cool. Like the COVID was enough. Now you're doing this. And like the whole, and what happened to COVID? It's like went away. Like COVID Nobody cares like, anymore. You could cough on whoever the fuck you want now. I, I was walking my kid, walking with my kid today and there was another kid. And normally I'd, I'd be like, don't play with the kid after watching this. But like I, I'm What's not the worst not, thing that could fucking happen. I'm not worried about COVID anymore. I mean, yeah, you're worried about fucking Charles walking down the street with a gas mask and an AK on. I, like seriously, like I've never wanted to be strapped more than this week. Like, my favorite exactly clip, dude. My that? favorite clip from this whole uh, rioting thing is, you know, there's like a there's obviously a narrative that the media is trying to push that all those all these protests are peaceful. You're going to hear the word peaceful in every single news. Most story. of them are. So this one from MSNB, MSNBC is this dude, this reporter, he's standing in front of a burning building and there's fireworks going off behind him. He's like, this is mainly a peaceful protest. There's nothing really going on here. It's literally the scene from the naked gun when Frank Drebin's car crashes into the fireworks store and the whole store explodes. I, I think, like, I think nothing to see difference. here, folks. I think most of the protests that go on when you have kids and people outside and people with signs are 99% peaceful. I think that is a true narrative. I don't think 100%. that's it. That is different than people going out past curfew, which is ridiculous. I got to have a fucking curfew right now. Especially I, 6 p.m., dude. As if I wasn't already on lockdown. Now I have to have a curfew, okay? So, I mean, this you must got be- got a shittier bedtime than your daughter. Worst time to get ass in the fucking world. I mean, okay, but, but I'm saying, like, those people who are out, those are not protesters. Those people have, have nothing to do with George Floyd. Nothing. Right. Okay. Those people are just there. But I just can't believe that they're, they're so uh, organized, these people. I mean, it's not just like one. And they keep it like they just know where to go. They know Social what to do. Media. It's crazy. Well, did you see Antifa's tweet saying that we're going to go raid white houses and white neighborhoods? Yeah, and then people are saying that was a fake tweet. That, yeah, that that's was a- what I'm worried about. That's why I'm sitting at home and my wife's up in fucking Mammoth right now because we don't know what the hell is about to happen. It's, I mean, look, anyone comes to my house, you know, fuck, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, let's talk about fights. Real fights. <laughs> um, uh, Tyron Woodley, that, that was upsetting. Uh, I was rooting for Woodley. I love Woodley. He's a good friend of mine. Um, man, I mean – you know, it used to be in wrestling where you see, you saw certain wrestlers by the end of the season in their eyes that they go, oh, he, he's burnt. He's burnt out. He's burnt out. They didn't have that fire. It's just, they were just, they were in the motions. They were doing everything that they right to do, but they just didn't have that fire. And I hate to say it, but it didn't seem like Tyron had that fire. I mean, look, during the fight, he was trying to get himself pumped up. When you're trying to pump yourself up, during a fight, not a good sign. Not a good sign. When you have to be like, root yourself on, and the announcer said he's trying to get himself into the fight, not good. That being said, he showed a lot of heart. 
uh, I think, you know, other people would have quit in the first round or found ways out or maybe, and he didn't. He fought off the choke. He came back. It just. Do you think the landscape changed when he got dropped because he didn't expect to get dropped? I think the land, I think that, yeah, that definitely didn't help. Surprised the shit out of him. But it seemed like he like cleared his cobwebs, as they say, in round three, four, or five. But I mean, he was just showing that. Big, but he was. You're, you're a big wrestling guy too. Do you do you see the Tyron Woodley that you know getting taken down by a guy like Gilbert Burns? And that's not to doubt Gilbert Burns at all. But Tyron Woodley's one of the best wrestlers. In uh, the no, but when you're expecting punches to the face and the guy takes you down, true. You know, I think that Tyron was only throwing that right hand. Yep. I mean, he wasn't even throwing a jab. Here's a guy that has a great boxing trainer. He trains at Freddie Roach's gym. He's got a great striking instructor with uh, Duke Rufus, or when he did train with him, you know, uh, Dean Thomas is an amazing coach. He's better than just throwing one punch at a time. He DC knows how to throw combos. DC said the same thing. He said he's got a mean left hook that he's been calling more explosive than ever, but you didn't see the left hook at all. You, you didn't see the jab. You, you saw like one. You didn't see a follow-up. You saw okay. one punch, and uh, he's better than that. He knows he's better yeah. than that. Very much um, so. You know, that being said, and also I'm in a tough position because I like Tyron and we're friends. He did, he did that video for me for the awards. You know, we've done comedy together. And I know that he's a little sensitive um, when it comes to roasting him. And I don't want to, you know, it's hard when you have guys that are your friends that do shit for you. But, you have to, but at the same time, it's like he knows that my job is to make jokes. So the only thing I said was like Gilbert said, uh, Tyron said he's going to hurt Gilbert worse than anybody who's ever hurt him. He's gonna make him listen to his rap music. Uh, so, I mean, that's you know that, that was, that was a, a that was a, a good joke, and I think Tyron would laugh at that. Uh, hopefully, but but then I was like, oh, I hope he wins. When I, after I tweeted it, what's up, people? There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner at BetOnline.ag. That's right, NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on. You can even bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC. Or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge. A March Madness style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they call After the Dance. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I look. I mean, Tyron Woodley is better than ninety-five percent of the fighters on his worst day. But when you get to that top three, four guys, you can't not show up. And it well, seems you really like can on a number ten when you're the number one. Yeah. That was. I mean. Dorino just took a rocket ship to up the rankings. But he's been – I mean, look. I mean, look at the guys. He's been doing beat. very well. He knocked out Maya. I mean, he beat – um. before that, he beat – what's his name? The dude from uh, – the other guy that's – the guy who fucked up Alan Jabon from, from Europe. You know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to pull up his record right now. He beat um, the guy – and he went up 15 pounds, too. He was always a 55-er. Yeah, who's that guy he beat at 170, though, that was, like, really good from Norway or Sweden? Oh, uh, Gunnar Nelson? Yeah, he beat Gunnar Nelson. Yep. He, yeah, I mean, you, you beat Gunnar Nelson and you beat Damian Maya two out of three. Yeah. His, his last loss was to Dan Hooker, who we know is no slouch at all. And has, like, power 
And that was at 55. And has unsuspecting power. So, yeah. So, let's uh, – and then that Dylan Dennis tweeted out, and people really think Tyron Woodley can beat me. So, I wrote, uh, he can. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, any version of Tyron Woodley is going to beat Dylan Dennis right now. I, I, love, I love Dylan, but, yeah, uh, no. No, I mean, not now. Maybe one day. But not right in now. In a jiu-jitsu match, maybe. Like, yeah, a jiu-jitsu match will win. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so it's, uh, Sakai versus Blaganoff. I thought that was a pretty boring fight. I didn't watch it. I it was not, not the most exciting fight. Uh, also a questionable decision. Yeah, I didn't have that big of a problem with the decision. I thought they were both fighting. It was a good fight. It, just, it was just not – it was good. It was fine. Roosevelt Roberts versus Brock Weaver. I mean, how good is Vince Pichel looking right now? With his win over Roosevelt Roberts, I mean, wow. I know. Uh, Bro is a beast, man. He's he's just still on the come up. You ain't seen the last of it. But I love Brock Weaver too, because the guy, you know, he works hard. I guess he just doesn't work hard enough to make weight. I, I do like him, but then people said he was dogfighting, which I hate. Uh, which that I did not know. So I guess the situation was he's not like it's not like a Michael Vick where he has like a dogfighting ring and he makes profit off of it. According to him, he, he wanted to see if his dog could take on the neighbor's dog, and his dog, that dog bit his ear. Stupid, wrong, not yeah, good. Don't do it. But you people make mistakes. Same time, I'd be pissed. You know, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? It's 2020. Don't, don't fight your fucking dog. You know, like, be nice, be kind to animals, especially your pets. Uh, what the Spike Carlisle dude? That versus Billy Quarantillo. Uh, that was a tough fight because I kind of thought Spike won that fight. I have to be totally honest. Um, I think Billy. I think Billy had a dangerous game plan, which is let the guy gas out in the first, lose the first round, and come back and win the next two. That's a pretty dangerous thing, you know. I understand that game plan. I think uh, Chael Sonnen told me that would be his game plan against Vitor Belfort, which was just let him, you know, just get past the first round. But that first round was brutal. Spike almost won in the first round. Uh, but, you know, what's the name? Should have a ton of heart. Good. I, think, I think both of them went up. I think both their, uh, you know, both their rankings went up in that. Yeah, both their value. Uh, according, to the, according to the stats in that fight, though, just to add, uh, Billy Quarantillo had significantly way more, you know, total strikes and significant strikes. Than well, that last round, Spike. I think it was like, they said it was like 60 to 1 punches landed. Right. But it was also – but it wasn't, like, huge punches. So, like, they even said – so, like, they were arguing whether or not it was a 10-8 round. It, it was a – but I know the guy, by the way. I, I know this guy who makes the fake profile of Roosevelt Roberts. He had a fake Roosevelt fighting with Brock Weaver all week long on Twitter. And then they, it actually made the telecast. So, oh this dude God. is it, – it's the same guy who made the fake um, – the Dominic Cruz uh, account, the guy that made the, the, the uh, Keith Peterson. Keith Peterson. Yeah he, yeah, he had him shitting on Dominic Cruz, talking all this shit. And then he also made another fake uh, account where he was uh, the bare-knuckle boxer uh, promoter. Oh, Dick like, Feldman. Yeah, spelling everyone's names wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he got me for a while, and I was getting so angry. I'm like, this, I should not be having to do this much fucking work. Yeah, this guy's hilarious, though. I mean, he actually he keeps getting me with it. Because he, he, he's very subtle with it. So he's I usually end up following them because they're fucking entertaining. And I just turn on my feed. I'm like, all right, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there's, there's a whole subculture of fake parody, of parody accounts. They actually don't like each other, a lot of them. 
It's, it's yeah, like, the whole thing. Now. <laughs> or they so get into funny. too many arguments with like another one. They say really stupid shit that goes against Twitter's policy, and they cut the account. And they got to start all over again. Well, is this the fact that like they have to go like there's like an art form in becoming a real fake person? <laughs> yeah, but it pisses me off that after four years of being on this fucking show and running Twitter and everything, they all still have like five times as many followers than me. And I'm like, a lot of people are. I mean, it's entertaining though. It's actually kind of funny. Like, oh, the, I know. Ally Akita one's the funniest. Ally. That Akita one's really funny. good. That's my friend Aaron. He's actually hilarious. Great. Um, so uh, I'll tell you who looked good: Mackenzie Dern. Hell yeah! Gotta say, Mackenzie Dern, because the other girl brought it to her. She came. She got the. She, she did. She did good. Her jujitsu is on point. Um, yeah, and she just had a baby. Baby. She got implants. Seems like her butt got yanked her leg out of there as fast as fucking possible. I don't know why she left her leg in there for so long. Well, it's a lot easier to say for you, CB. Uh, no, I know. I'm saying, but like watching this, because you can even tell when Hannah hit the ground and her hands hit, and she knew. Not even locked up. She hit the ground. And she was just like, yeah, this could end up badly. But yeah, burned, uh, dude. what are you going to do? Uh, I'll tell you who also looked good is this guy, Jamahal Hill. I don't really know much about him. He's undefeated. Oh. He was calling out John Jones when he was 6-0. But he's just been wrecking people. He doesn't look like – and he kind of has a little bit of a John Jones build, sort of where you're like – he doesn't look like he's going to just be a murderer, and he is. And then – after the fight, Halle Berry tweeted to Dana, this guy's fire. You know, his wife was pissed about that. Uh, you know, his wife was like, oh, fucking hell no. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool when Halle Berry is tweeting about you. Uh, Jesus. Now, I heard awesome. she's dating Brian Ortega. Is there any truth to this? CB, you know, you would know. Uh, I don't know. I know she was doing the training and doing that movie where she had to learn MMA and has been training with a bunch of uh, the L.A. Locals, Hegan Machado, I think, and a couple other guys. Oh, well, I thank you for rumors, your ruining gossip. I would think if anybody would know, but you. No, I heard the rumors, but I can't. Dude, nobody's heard from Brian Ortega. The guy, like, fell off. He was everywhere at once, and then all of a sudden fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, of course. Uh, I felt bad for Tim Elliott. I wanted Tim to win. I liked him. Tim actually sometimes sends me jokes that his manager won't let him tweet out because they're too inappropriate. Wow. So, uh Tim's my guy. Um, I like I like watching his videos on uh, on Instagram. He's raising ducklings at his house. Is he really? Yeah, it's really really cool. They've got like three ducklings in the backyard. And I mean, they, that like, fight went through more things than uh, Khloe Kardashian's face, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, Casey Kenny, huge win over Louis Smolka. Ah, oh, Louis Smolka is a guy that keeps taking like one step forward and two steps back. Like he just it's hard for him to get on a roll, and he's so good. Ah. Oh. God, Can we talk fun. about the pure shellacking that was Caitlin Chukagan's demolition of the Shevchenko sister? Oh, my God. And the thing like, about her is that she was grunt. She Normally, she grunts, like, so loud where I could hear her from home. That's how loud. Like, I wish I could get my wife to grunt the way she does in a fight. But she was grunting while on top of her. Like, while punching her, she was grunting. She's like, huh, huh, huh. It was fucking... That doesn't help you at all, right? That's just... That's like some I, Bruce Lee shit. I think it affects the judging, to be honest. I honestly do. Because oh, she wins every close fight. Yeah, um, did you see Antonina's face the next day? Oh, yeah. All bruised up. So we're waiting for Hakeem to come on. Uh, he was, uh, hopefully, he's going to come on. Let's see. Because uh, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of uh, questions for him. And I watched his fights. But sometimes it's not. 
I really hope he comes on. I wasn't feeling it though. I wasn't feeling like he really, he was like, yeah, I'm in. But uh. All right. So in the meantime, let's talk about the fights this week. And man, this card is fucking stacked, dude. I think everyone was complaining how bad this card is. And who the fuck is complaining? What the hell? Here's a problem because they don't have those big names, but sometimes it's because you have those big names does not mean you're going to get the best performances. I.e., you know, like, yeah, you could have Diego Sanchez on a card, right? And you're like, oh, Diego Sanchez, people know him. But lately, his fights have not been that great for Diego. Diego. Let's just say that. Chris Weidman's another guy. Love Chris Weidman. Hasn't really. But the people that they have on this fight, okay, the Corey Sanhagens, Aljamain Sterling's, um, the Brian Kelleher's, you know, the Cody Stamen, Alonzo Manifield. Sean O'Malley, man. Neil Magny. I mean, let's talk about this. First of all, Nunez Spencer. Like, everyone's saying Nunez. Every, obviously, you know, you, she's killing everybody. She knocks out Cyborg. She, she, she's walking through people, which is, is why I'm, I'm not going to – I would not put money on Felicia Spencer, but I'm just saying that something crazy might happen, is that no one is giving this girl a chance. Nobody's it's saying – It's got to be a double leg or something. She's got, Felicia's got to go take down. But nobody's giving her a chance, which is why I'm thinking – I mean, nobody was giving Dominic Reyes a chance. I thought he beat John Jones. Nobody was giving uh, what's the name a chance at all. Uh, Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, when he knocked out uh, that Anthony head- Joshua. Anthony Joshua. This might be one of the cases where everybody is sleeping on Felicia Spencer. Everybody. It could happen. It could happen. I, I agree with you. I'm not going. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, look, if Nunez finishes early. Business as usual, you know, we're still looking for a contender in a, in a way that more people have heard of, whereas Felicia Spencer shocks the world right now. And I mean, even Dana's looking around, oh, well, what, what the fuck do we do now? You know, what's the next step? Like, this could be crazy. Could be crazy. Could be Rhonda and Holly Holm type shit. It could be. It could be because Felicia, look, you know, she could take a beating. I mean, she Cyborg beat the living shit out of her. She came back. She, she beat, um... Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson quickly, yep. right? I mean, first round. Who else did she beat? Someone else. Who's her last fight? She beat somebody pretty good. Who did she beat? I'm pulling it up uh, right now. I wasn't thinking it was a really a known, well-known person. No, but she won. Yeah, it was it? Fern. Fern. Yeah, she beat Fern. Obviously, that's huge. I don't know who Fern is. Uh, yeah, Fern, that's her. That was her last fight. All right, but what? She has. She has one loss. This girl. Which is the cyborg. cyborg. I don't know. I'm just saying crazier things have happened. And maybe Nunez is believing her own hype. I know she's got a kid, right? She's got a kid coming out soon. Well, also, it might play into factor that she said in the last, in the cyborg fight, she doesn't know how she feels about 45 anymore, that she actually might prefer uh, 35. So. I'm not saying she's going to lose the belt for that reason, but I'm just saying maybe, you know, she's not really focused on the weight class as much. I'm telling you. Um, It might be good. Uh, Also, Cody Asuncio. Now, Cody Garbrandt is looking a lot different right now. You see the picture of him? Yes. He's he's got a beard. It looks like fucking Mel Gibson. He also yoked. looks yoked. He looks – he's not the clean – Pretty boy Cody anymore. This is looks like it's like Rocky back when Rocky Four. We went to Russia. He had that beard. I mean, this is a different Cody Garbrandt. Now, 
since his last loss, he found out that Dillashaw was popped with steroids, right? Uh, yep. So he's got to be pissed about that. He's got to – I mean, I, I would think he learned from his last mistake, which is don't put your chin out and just throw down. Asuncio is really good. I'm pulling for Cody. Cody's my friend. Uh, man, I, I worry about his chin. I think the beard's going to help. The beard <laughs> is going to help. I – I honestly am not even worried about Cody's chin in this one. I think, I think if Rafael can move and use his takedowns and jujitsu and kind of like bounce up and down, he's going to want to grind Cody out. Sunsell's not super known for finishes and Cody's got a gas tank. So he's going to try to grind, especially in the three round. I hope Cody wins. I really do. He needs um, a strong return. He needs it because people forgot about him. He he's, not, he's, not, he's not being mentioned. At one point he was like the world – Everyone was talking about him. He had. I was going to say the names were TJ and Cody, and that was it for that division. That was after it. he beat Dominic Cruz. He was on fire, and then now he lost three times, and people are not mentioning him. And I think that's guy. It's just a do or die for him. He doesn't want to lose three of his last four. He's a favorite in this fight too. Well, he already lost three of his last five. Is he, is he a favorite? Yeah, Cody's a favorite uh, minus one fifty-five. Also, not even that much. What's uh, what's a sunset oof. like a plus one twenty five? Yeah, exactly. Um, oof. So uh, also Corey Sandhagen versus Sterling. That's a fight I'm excited about. That's fight of the night right there, dude. That's yeah. that's gonna be just like using the word again, man. Just two grinders, but I'm pulling for the man Aljo with the chain. Hmm. I, I'm of course I'm pulling for Aljo. I mean Aljo's a friend. He, he he's great. I think Aljo's got this. I I I, I do. I, I think Aljo's got this. I do too. Uh, I think Corey's I think, on his way up, but I think this is going to be a little bit of a roadblock on his way. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to take Sanhagen since you guys are taking Sterling. Well, I just think that Sterling's got something unique right now. I think he's on. I think he feels disrespected. Um, he's Definitely really really good. Does. Um. I, I, I think that he – also, he's in Vegas. I think he's moving his camp to Vegas, too. I think he's, really? Yeah, I think that it's a whole new star for him. And um, There's a lot more people ending up in Vegas right now. I don't know if you've noticed, but, like, a lot of the, like, different names are starting to flock closer to the performance center and, and the gym surrounding. But like who? Um, I mean, well, it was a while ago, but, like, Ngano came through and there was other fighters that were positioned around the country – uh, Extreme Couture gets a lot of them now too. You know, when 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 like the Misha crew left and and those guys, you know, revitalize their women, revitalize in the in the performance center. I mean, they train there for free, so of course they want to be nearby. Yeah, I think the performance center is the, that, that's that's the big one, and they take care of you. I mean, it, it's like you're around the best fighters in the world. You got the best athletes in the world. You got all kinds of people that are like, you, they give you the great food, great trainers. You're in Vegas. You got Dana's ear. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Now, O'Malley versus Wineland. This is a good fight. I think that this is one of those fights where the UFC sees kind of Wineland on his way down a little bit, a little bit past his prime. They want to build O'Malley as a star. They know that Wineland's a striker. They probably figure O'Malley's wrestling would be the one issue that he hasn't really been tested on. Um, and a lot of times when they do this, they get fucked, you know, because we've seen this before where, you know, the, the gray Maynard versus 
Ichihara or the Crone Gracie versus Cub Swanson, where the the old guy's not ready to kind of, you know, give in yet. And I don't know. I You know, Wineland, obviously, he's got the experience. Uh, he's been around. I think he's a part-time firefighter or something, you know. He's one of those guys. But uh, – He's been streaky as all hell, though. Yeah, I'm looking at his record. He's coming off a win, but then he lost before that. Lost before that. But the, the, before win, that. the win that he came off of is, is against a guy without a Wikipedia. The last two before that were losses, and one of them was John Dodson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I think the Sugar Sean show returns, puts on a little bit of a spectacle, and calls it an early night because we've seen Wineland's chin has taken shots all the way back to, you know, when Hennon Burrell kicked him in the face. So – that's how I see it. I see Sugar Sean taking an early uh, first-round knockout. And he's a big favorite, too. Uh, Sean O'Malley's minus 450. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. Some people put a little bit of cheddar on the wine yeah, on the side, but yeah. Yeah. if it doesn't work out, then you know what? You lose, you lose. But if it works out, you make it a little bit. So, it's so a if, you had to do a, if, if you had to do a parlay on this card, what would your parlay look like? Fuck. Uh, if I was crazy or like somewhat logical, logical, I'd probably go a uh, Sun Sal Aljo O'Malley, I think, in a three. If I had to tie in a fourth, probably say Formiga on the early, early prelims. All right, so Magni versus Rocco. Rocco's also a guy that like left his camp. I know he was dating, um, What's your name for a while? The uh, Olympian uh, WSOF, uh, not no, PFL champion, Harrison. Uh, uh, and then, the, like, they basically, what are you talking about, right? The yeah. Um, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. So, yeah, um, Harrison, the Judo. Harrison, right. Rocco's a, a really good fighter, underrated. Magny looked great in his last fight, but did he look so great? Because, and all of a sudden, everyone's too hype behind him now because everyone's now on the Neil Magny train. But before that, he was looking not good. He lost about like three fights in a row. It looked like he was over. I think Rocco's got this. I do. I think Rocco's going to – he's been consistent. He's been consistently right there. Magny is so up and down. And sometimes you don't know which Magny's going to show up. It's a fight to not bet on. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to start with that one. I'm going I'm, – I'd say Rocco's going to do it, but I have no skin in this game. Yeah. Uh, Ian Heinish versus Gerald Mearshart. Love Mearshart. Badass fight. Badass Bad fight. Mearshart. Got to love both these guys, right? Yeah, Mearshart's awesome. Um, so he's a, he's a friend of mine, good dude. Um, and he's a guy that's always losing these, these fucking uh, um, close decisions. He was, he's always like one of these guys that like, you're like, oh, he was so close, blah, blah, blah. And he's so good. His last fight, he fought that guy, uh, Cormier's friend, that I was there. And he was getting the crap beat out of him for two rounds, came back and then beat that guy. He's like a guy that he's just always there. And he's smart. And he's an underrated fighter, underrated guy. Um, Ian Heinish should be in a fucking movie. Here's a guy that was dealing ecstasy, won the state championship wrestler, was dealing ecstasy, uh, and then got busted, fled the country, ended up in, like, homeless on the beach, and was putting cocaine in balloons up his ass, took Q to Colombia and back, got arrested, went to a Turkish prison, 
became captain of the rest of the kickbox team in like, <laughs> in like Turkey or something. They were mad that an American was winning. They put him to another prison. Then they put him into, he got out, went to Rikers Island, was, had a death threat against him against this Puerto Rican gang member. It was a stabbing on sight against him. His mom put up their, their house. He got bailed out. Now he's in the UFC. He's like a Marvel superhero yeah. or supervillain. I am exhausted after listening to that. Like so, that, you you retained all of that information, and I'm genuinely impressed. Like, oh, I could I'm not fucking remember all of that about one dude, and it could be my goddamn brother to be like, yeah, I don't know what you did fucking yesterday. I'm excited for this fight. I'm excited oh, for it. Uh, yeah. I, I can't wait. Uh, because we about how we're getting a ninja versus a super nerd. <laughs> it's super nerd versus a ninja. A ninja uh, versus a super nerd. Like the, the age-old question back to the middle school days. Who would win, uh, a ninja or a geek? Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, and then uh, we got Kelleher versus Cody Stamen. Cody's a guy who's a great fighter. Gets unlucky. I thought he won his last fight. He would put Aljamain and put him in that weird leg twist. Um, and a split thing. He's a guy that beat Terrion Ware. He beat Brian Caraway. That was a close fight. He's a guy that's been right I there. I just confused Cody Stamen and Corey Sandhagen. So. Oh, no, Cody's a tough, tough guy. No, I know Cody is. Now i got to relook up who Corey Sandhagen is. Though. Kelleher is a good fighter, also a battle rapper, by the way. Uh, he's, he's not a bad rapper. He's made a couple tracks. I'm not kidding. He's probably the the best rapper on Twitter for fighting. Who would win a rap battle, him or Woodley? A rap battle? Yeah. I don't know. Woodley's last song was really good. All rap battle. (laughs) So Keller versus Stamen, good fight, tough one. Keller's got a great guillotine, but Stamen's a beast. Uh, And he's got a hot girlfriend. They both came to my show. It was a tough one. Done. <laughs> uh, Herbert Burns, which is Gilbert Burns' little brother, that has a win over that psycho that did our show last week. The guy from uh, the Hicks. What's his name? You know, talking about the Nate the Train. He beat Nate the right. Train. Oh, Nate Landwer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burns is good. It's it's Gilbert's little brother versus Evan Dunham. I like Burns. I don't know Evan Dunham. I don't know where he's been. Is that uh, fight on this card? Yeah. yeah, they just added it. Oh, so it's not it's oh, not even Evan on the UFC Dun- website. Evan Dunham's last fight was over two years ago. And he hasn't or almost two years ago, and he hasn't won a fight since September of twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean So yeah, I'll go with uh, Gilbert's brother and <laughs> I was a huge Evan Dunham fan. His fight with Sean Shirk's one of my favorite fights of all time. They should just call him Evan's brother, right? That should just be his name. I mean, I mean Gilbert's brother. They should just say like. We yeah. should just start doing that instead of acknowledging the sibling, because the sibling usually <laughs> ends up sucking. I mean, no offense, no offense, but like, look at like, wasn't it Rashad Evans' brother who couldn't even make weight on the Ultimate Fighter, or Clay Guida's brother that couldn't even find a scale on the Ultimate Fighter? Like, yeah. we'll just call them brothers. Uh, yeah. The Shevchenko sisters. Matt Sarah's brother. Uh, uh, Jake or something. Jake. Uh, something. Uh, but, uh, Nick Sarah, who's like going crazy, who is like like disowned Matt or something, and it's like trying to sue him and has his own gym. You got I, don't, I mean, bro- you got four, two different Miller brothers. You, well, those are that, probably the Diaz brothers are the best. Those are the best. Diaz brothers are definitely the best. The yeah. Shogun, I don't know, the Hua brothers are pretty good too. No Guerra brothers are pretty. No Guerra brothers. Um, Shamrocks. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're not, not they're really like, blood brothers. They're not even related. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they're not really blood brothers. I didn't even know that. Dude. What? Uh, yeah. Hmm. 
Good question. The Logan Paul and his brother are both probably the worst at an album. Um, now, uh, also on this card is Devin Clark, who's a good fighter uh, against Alonzo Menafield. Another Alonzo Menafield is a guy. Was he a football uh, player? We had he a football player. We had him on the podcast. He went to like 19 different group homes in LA. Kept getting kicked out in juvenile detention for fighting. Then he got adopted by a Christian family, him and his brother, um, who like, it was like the blind side, like the real fucking blind side. They like, they, like took care of him. Uh, they put him up. Just nice people, like a nice Christian family from Nigeria. And they, 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 they took care of this guy. And now he's uh, in the, undefeated in the UFC. He's got nine wins with eight knockouts in the first round. I can't believe this is like the first fight on the early prelims. Isn't that crazy? Well, I, think, I think based on it's a pay-per-view, so you're going to have a five-flight main as always. You'll have a four-flight prelim because it has to be inside of ESPN's uh, time zones. So you're actually going to get that Evan Dunham fight added to the early preliminary card. So there'll be a three-fight on there, knowing about pay-per-view seven, so five. So 3.30 it'll start Pacific time. Uh, 6.30 on the east. And you're like an MMA math genius, dude. Right. That was impressive. Dude, CB's like he's got like uh, MMA autism. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> um, now, so dude, that's, I that's MMA. We went two months with no fights. I almost fucking like learned how to fly or took up skydiving or something. Like, don't don't I, do that. That's like Dennis Rodman said. I saw him on Mike Tyson's podcast that he wanted to he wanted to jump out of an airplane with no parachute. To see if God is real. Um, Not for you, homie. (laughs) And Mike Tyson was like, that's a bad idea. Like, when Tyson says it's a bad idea, it's a bad idea. By the way, is Tyson doing bare knuckle boxing? Is this happening, or are we just jerking ourselves around? Supposedly that he's... Vanley Silva got offered $10 million to fight Tyson, bare knuckle boxing. He he signed that in three seconds. I mean, come on. I mean, of course he signed that. And... uh, We all signed that. (laughs) What, $10 million to fight Mike Tyson, bare knuckle? Yeah. Yeah, it would go like this. And this in this blue corner, the little kid with the piss puddle under him and the snot bubble running down his nose, yeah, the challenger, true. Brandon Goldberg. Would you even tr- – like, that's the thing. If I got $10 million to fight Tyson, would you even try to win or would you just, like, go down, like, the first – Ding, ding, ding. You I'd, go for a dub- I'd go for a double leg immediately. If I didn't get it, I'd tap the ground and just be like, <laughs> I don't know. Knuckle, bare knuckle boxing, you go for a double leg? I mean, Floyd went for a takedown in his boxing match with Connor and got stuck in a guillotine. So, I mean, I guess if, B, if, B, if anybody's going to do it, BKFC is going to allow it. So, so yeah, like in bare knuckle boxing, like, would you, that's what I was trying to think. I would try to win. I honestly, obviously, I would, I would, I would not win. I'd take I one shot and call it a day. I wouldn't. I would go out there swinging. You're going to get knocked out anyway. You know what, yeah. though? The thing is, it's, it's, it sounds enticing or whatever. Yeah, you got $10 million, but the problem is, when you wake up three weeks later and you don't know where the money is, that's kind of a problem. No, come on. You knocked your head off your shoulders. Freddie, uh, oh, come on. I've seen Tyson throw punches recently, and I was like, not never would I take a shot from him. I know. But I still think Holyfield – they're saying it's going to be Tyson Holyfield again. And, I'd be uh, okay with that. I think Holyfield wins again. I don't need to see Tyson and Vanderlei. Like, that's not like – no, I'd rather, watch Tyson I'd rather watch Tyson Vanderlei bare knuckle than Tyson Holyfield. Well, Tyson Holyfield, are we talking bare knuckle or are we talking boxing? Any any version of Tyson Holyfield, I don't. I want to see bare knuckle with Tyson Holyfield. Come on, Scott Coker will put like four million dollars into that. He'll thing. lose again. Some people just have your number. They just have your number. 
So, uh, so we had Hakeem. Some, some people also have your ear. So we had Hakeem scheduled for today. He didn't. Uh, he didn't show up. Um, but uh, I'm still a big fan. Uh, hopefully, he'll show up in the, in the, in the future. Uh, tomorrow we got Gerald Harris and Shang on the podcast. Uh, oh, I can't be- wait. I can't wait for Gerald Harris's take on everything that's going on in this country right now. And yeah. I'm being dead serious because he has a great head on his shoulders. So we got Gerald Harris and Shang tomorrow. Uh, listen, if you want to watch my comedy, uh, I'm doing a show on Zoom for this Friday night. This Friday night, Zoom comedy show. Uh, you can watch it. Uh, hit, hit me up for the link. CB, great hearing from you, man. I'm here. I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm good. I'm happy. Life is good. No complaints, you know, other than COVID and fucking riots and shit down the street for me. But, you know, I miss the Roasted Crew. I miss Roasted Nation. And uh, I love you guys. I always will. So, love you, too. Weedog, how have you been dealing with the riots? Um, it's, it's very entertaining to watch live. Like, if you go on YouTube while, like, round six or five you can just type in la riots or riots live and a lot of news stations will just be posting a live stream so it's very entertaining to watch live but it's also infuriating watching these businesses get destroyed and you know people's livelihoods getting destroyed but other than that you know if it's entertaining then you know it's worth it so yeah one guy this in long beach he called the black guy the n-word and the black guy got up and knocked him out like i have never seen a guy get knocked out Oh my gosh, I didn't see that. But he probably, yeah, he deserved it for sure. Well, they said he called him the N-word. I didn't actually hear it in the video. I listened to the five, maybe, but I trust that he he did. I don't think, but this dude was like, he was on a bike and and he he did not expect these guys to get, they were, the other guys were, they were in a truck and he did not expect them to get off the truck and just, I mean, clean, boom. Right. How how longer? How much longer do you think these riots are going to continue? Do you think it's going to go through the rest of the week or just maybe a couple more nights or what? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, only last week that people that the cops would just let people, you know, burn cars and push cop cars to each other and walk into stores and loot. I'd be like, that's not going to happen. Uh, so, no. I mean, I, what, what do I know? Um, I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what good this is doing. I mean, I, I think that better training for cops, you know, is what people what we need. And man, it sucks. But like I said, majority of cops are are, are good. I, um, do you guys? I that at least. Not to change the subject, but do you guys know what's been going on with John Jones and Dana White in the UFC? Because I, I haven't really been following that story because I'm kind of lazy to read well, all I of guess his. John like, Jones said he wanted more money to fight in Ghana. And then he said, how much money is Deontay Wilder getting? And then Dana White said that, but John Jones said he didn't ask that. And then John Jones said he'll take a lie detector test to prove Dana White said this. And John Jones says he's giving up his titles. And, but the thing is like, talk about bad timing. I mean, nobody right now cares about John Jones title. Yeah, like, nobody gives like, a shit about what you're doing it's just not the time right now. <laughs> There's just more important things right now going on in the world. And people are worried about, you know, looters and rioters and police and this and that and order and coronavirus. And like John Jones's title right now is not on people's Fucking mind. least of our worries, dude. So he just not, wants not more mention, money and that's pretty much it. Not to mention people don't even believe him. Like, you know what? When, when Connor's on a card and coming back, call me. Until then, I'm not... I, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's just all of it's irrelevant. I'm the fucking biggest walking MMA attraction there is because I have nothing better to do. And like, 
MMA doesn't matter to me right now. Fighting doesn't matter to me right now. Nothing matters to me right now. It's the safety of our homes. It's the safety of our families. It's the safety of like, I'm on edge right now because my sister and my two 12-year-old nephews live down the street from these riots in Beverly Hills and near the Fairfax district. I'm worried about do I need to get in the car and go down there and start swinging on people or grab a couple of my knives and, you know, Whatever I need to do, I need to protect my family. Like, no, you don't even have to. Please, please don't do that, CB. Um, now, what? Uh, also, I, I went to go take her to Runyon Canyon today. They closed the hikes. Yeah, the hikes are closed. They closed them again. Yeah. They're like, who's? They're like, oh, because of the, the the riots. Who's riding on a hike? Like, that's the last place they're gonna go. If anything, it'll diffuse the situation. You'll go out there. You'll, Give me your water go, bottle. You go get for a hike. Damn water bottle. Get some air. You're in nature, and now you're like, you know what? Like, I don't. What, what, what am I doing in my life? Like, maybe you reflect, you ponder, you, you think about. The, the Runyon Canyon should be the first thing open. Yoga studios, Runyon therapy places. <laughs> open my goddamn tattoo studio. I'm dying over here. Why is why is Runyon closed? People are not going to hike. And, and, and riot. No one's taking trees. They're going to be like, I would steal your stuff, but I'm just too tired from walking up the hill. Give me a break. All the women up there, like the last, you, you'd be like, holy shit, I can't, oh my God, all the boob sweat and the fucking, you You're know. like, wait, why am I here? What am I stealing? Yeah, give me a break. Come on. I don't understand why Runyon's closed because of the, the rioting. It might be because of the curfew. They're trying to prevent people from staying out past the curfew. Maybe. Well, we'll keep it open until five. I mean, what are you doing? Do we have curfew again tonight? Yeah. This is, I, sure. can't believe, I cannot fucking believe in 2020, I'm 34 fucking years old, and I just had to ask my friends, is there curfew tonight? This is where we're at. As a well, the streetlight turns on. We've got to get yeah. home. Are uh, you serious? Anyway, listen, guys, uh, thank you for watching the show. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Speedweed, for sponsoring us. Um, and uh, take care, guys. CB, great seeing you. Joe, you're the best. Tuni sons to hook them, Dorpotan. Tadas Totan, Dorpotan, Borotai.